0: Hey, good people. This is your N.I. Dom back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplative people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So, hey. When we say that people have interest in a particular topic or activity, we mean that they find the topic or activity intriguing and enticing. Interest, then, is one form of intrinsic motivation. Positive effect accompanies interest, for example. People pursuing a task in which they are interested experience such feelings as pleasure, excitement, and liking. Theorists distinguish between two general types of interest. Some interests reside within the individual. People tend to have personal preferences regarding the topics they pursue and the activities in which they engage such personal interests are relatively stable and manifest themselves in consistent patterns and choices making over time. In contrast to personal interest, situational interest is evoked by something in the environment, something that is perhaps new, unusual, or surprising. Hey, (laughs) y'all, I just read about interest from one of my favorite books, uh, entitled Human Learning by Janelle Ormrod. So, so, so it's one of my staples. Um, I don't bring it all out often in this project, but, um, as an educator, it is one of my staples. So I'm struggling, uh, with hitting the record button today because I've been wanting to talk to you guys about business. You guys know that, um, I, I've um, been doing this interesting dance in employment for the last five years. Um, three of that, three of those years you've witnessed. And I truly believe <laughs> that there's a problem that won't be solved while I'm an employee. That's going to require me to be self-employed or the employer. I was that five for five years or more than that, but... It's going to require me to go back to that, but I'm doing. I'm I'm struggling a little bit, and so I wanted to come and talk to you about that struggle of moving from employee to being self-employed. Um, because usually, when I come on this project and I talk about a problem, it really helps me to problem solve. And I believe at the heart of the problem is this thing called interest, as relating to personal interest versus situational interest. But there have been some other things happening this week that I want to process with you as well. In particular, I've had four distinct conversations, uh, one with my business coach, one with my therapist, one with my mom, and one with my mentee. <laughs> and all of those conversations, really, I really want to process that with you. But I don't know how to fit it into this thing called interest. Like if, if interest, personal versus situational interest, is the core theme, I'm not sure how to bring those four conversations in. So I don't really know. I want to—I just want to tell you that's what I'd like to talk about. Uh, interest, personal versus situational interest. That's my goal. But I also want to cover this four, those four conversations, and I'm not sure how we're going to land, okay? So you're going to have to stick around. Buckle up, it might be a little bumpy though, okay? Hey, if you're new to this project, this is a personal journal where I process my inner my outer worlds. I do so by using personality theory. The two theories that I use the most are the Enneagram. Mm-mm. Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram, pushing those two systems together, I identify as an intj eight. I also identify as an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. I'm a trained and practicing educator and social scientist of about 30 years. Half of that time has been in leadership. Politically, I lean into tenets of critical race feminism, which means I have an intellectual sensitivity to social constructs of power, such as race, class, Gender, sexuality, just to name a few. This project is unedited and is unscripted. To know more about it or me, feel free to go to my website at yournidob.wordpress.com. All right. Uh Just a little housekeeping. It won't take five minutes, so just hang in here. Um, I told you last week I have found a way to do my newsletter. And I've even found a way to prep for my uh, um, newsletters. Um, I'm going to do a monthly newsletter, and I have a way of prepping for that. And uh, um, and so this weekend, I I plan on having it released by the fifth. My goal is to have it released by the fifth of the month, but because this project isn't priority, um, I have to I I can't be as disciplined for it as I would like so my goal is to have it to you by the fifth of the month for those of you who subscribe uh, to the com so go su- subscribe there because that's how you're going to get the newsletter and i'm going to share uh, you know i find a lot of cool articles uh, i usually put them on twitter i'm all i'm not going to really do that much and then i want to share some uh uh, I'm going to share some more personal stuff for those of you who are here for it. All right. Cause I'm trying to build my forest, my, my squad or my team. Okay. I don't really know where to start. Um, <clears throat> but I think, I think what I'm, I think I want to start is the conversation I had with the business coach because that'll get me into the pocket of the business. And then we'll see how I'm going to pick up those other three conversations. So I was meeting with my business coach, um, we started meeting in June. <laughs> we started meeting in June. It's September now. Okay, so uh, let's say a solid two months, maybe two months. Maybe we're at a two months, two and a half months. But anyway, I started meeting her in June. I do not pay for her. It's um, just so you know, every state... Uh, Uh, You know what? I'll put that in the newsletter. (laughs) But, um, yeah, let me write that down. Hold on a second. Okay. So every state has, um, resources for, um, small businesses and beginning entrepreneurs. And so I can, I'll give you that information in the newsletter. So go ahead and subscribe to that. I'm going to, I'm going to try to find a way to entice y'all there. Okay. So just bear with me. That's a shift in terms of how I, I'm sharing resources with you. But anyway, so um, it is a free resource, and so I have a coach. And they did this thing called Matching Me with the Coach, and um, I'm not 100% sure how they did the matching, but um, I went back this week just to read the matching process. And so they talked about, Industry matching you with your, a person in your industry within your region. They even talk about communication style. And, uh, and I'm like, Oh, is that how I got my coach? <laughs> so, and this is going to connect to the conversation I had with my therapist. Um, 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 and I, I don't want to fall into a rabbit hole. So let me see how I can. Link the two together. I have this thing where I have learned to negotiate life. Life doesn't give you what you want all the time. It doesn't give you what you want and it doesn't give you all every, it doesn't always give you what you need actually. I know people say it doesn't give what you want, but it gives you what you need. I don't know if I agree with that, right? So, it doesn't always, life doesn't always give you what you want and it doesn't always give you what you need, but you still got to live, right? You got to make do, you got to make the most out of it. And so for me, that's negotiating and navigating. And I've learned to do that. Okay. And I think that my wellness, my emotional and mental wellness is really predicated on how well I embrace this idea of negotiating and navigating life when life doesn't give you what you want or what you need. So part of me negotiating and navigating is when I meet somebody and they offer me something. They offer me something. They don't offer me all of what I want or what I think I need, but they offer me something all the same. So instead of me canceling them or writing them off, I negotiate with myself, like, okay, this is what you're going to get from this person. That is fine. And we go with it. We go with it. One of the things that I am relearning, because I would love to say I'm learning, but I've learned this already, I'm relearning it in a new way, though. People. Don't want you navigating relationships with them like that. And this is an intricate Lord. Uh, this is gonna. We said this reflection might be bump bumpy because uh, I'm already seeing me going off course. But let us just go there. Let me let me just follow the the shiny object in my head. <laughs> so in solo in in the solo podcast, I, I talk about. Um, there's an episode called relationship design. And that is where you sit down with a person and you say, particularly romantically, and you say, you put all the possibilities of what you can, what you want out of the relationship, what you want to do in a relationship. And you just put it, you put it down. Like, and I think, I think that you've referenced like putting money on sticky notes. So taking each individual, put them on sticky notes and putting them up on a table, on a wall. So the person takes their sticky notes and, and maps out everything they want on, on them, on on individual sticky notes. And then you do the same, and then you put them all out there. And then you just start negotiating. Okay, we want this, we don't want that, and all that. And that sounds so intellectually sexy to me. I just can't tell you how exciting that sounds. Like I would love to meet somebody who's willing to do that. And then you come back and you revisit. How's that working? That sounds so Sexy to me, okay. But anyway, <laughs> I haven't found people to do that romantically or platonically or familially. I think my sister tries to do that with me. So, um, so anyway, I do it with myself. First of all, I negotiate with myself: like, is this thing, this thing, this one thing that they're giving you, is it enough? to ignore the other things that they can't give you. That's that's what I have to do. That's what I do first. I negotiate that with myself. Is it enough? Is it worth it? And when I determine that it's worth it, I then navigate. I navigate the terrain of what I'm not getting. And I start managing my expectations. Okay. This is so interesting that these two conversations... I related. God, that's interesting. I was like, I got four separate conversations and I'm already getting to link the two of them between my business coach and let's call it, you know, I call my therapist, my heart coach. So I'm going to use that language. My business coach and my heart coach. I have, I've only been with this business coach for two and a half months, but my heart coach I've been with seven years. Okay. And in that seven years, period. There is absolutely something delicious that she gives me. I wouldn't return. And it's not just one thing. It's a lot. It's good stuff. But there's something that she doesn't give me. There are several things that she doesn't give me. And if, when I'm not careful and when I'm not managing my expectations, I get frustrated. Okay? Okay. Okay. Recently, and I think I may have told you guys we're at a we're at a a juncture, if you will. Uh we've had this before where there's like a rupture in our our working relationship and we work through it and we get over it. We do. And we have. (laughs) It's just something we've done in the past. We're at one right now that feels pretty intense. And I'm not sure we're gonna get over it. Um, I don't know. I don't really know how we're gonna get over it. Let me put it that way. I'll find out in the next session or two if if she's here for the work. If she's here to do that, navigating with me. And here's what here's what's going on. When I first started meeting with my heart coach, when I would get into a very difficult season, I would unplug from her. i like, I just—it's just too. Um, this is whatever I'm going through. I I gotta. First of all, I have a healthy. I have a healthy relationship with myself. You know what I mean. I'm really good at reflecting. I journal. I process. I strategize. I meditate. Like I have a very strong. Um internal capacity to navigate the world right so when I'm in an intense season I have to be able to go to myself first well she insinuated not insinuated she wanted to be a part of that process she was like why do you pull away why can't you do that with me and I was like okay right now in seven years, I didn't immediately just start going to her in those intense ties. I mean, I didn't. So I've been trying and trying it and then, you know, and most of the time it doesn't work. Most of the time the, the endorphins that I get, there's an endorphins that I get when I go inward to problem solve my own stuff. That I don't get when I problem solve with her in those very intense moments. So I mean, I'm, I'm able to articulate this now. I wasn't able to do this before, but I think I tried to tell her that. And that's the thing. She doesn't, I don't know what that is. She doesn't seem responsive when I give her some of my core truths. She listens. And there's a difference when someone is, listening and versus listening to you versus being attuned to you and I've talked we've talked about she and I we've talked about this before where she has what I call a lack of attunement now I'm going to I'm going to ask some I'm going to clarify this for myself if you're listening to me I don't know how this is going to help you <laughs> for but this is good for me um this is just going to take me to a deeper level of clarity with her Cause she and I have talked about she's not a, she's not the most attuned person where it's, where I see it as attunement. Now I'm going to tell you, she's getting ready to start problematizing me because I'm problematizing her. I already see what's happening. Okay. i mean like three rabbit holes, y'all. I am seriously in a rabbit hole inside of a rabbit hole and now about to go into the third rabbit hole. And I don't know how I'm going to find my way back, but we're just, we're here. We're here. So she, she says something this past week that even though we didn't talk about attunement this week, it relates to what she's, what she wants to say. Now, this is what, this is, this is not the problem. I mean, this is annoying. I'm annoyed by it, but I'm this is not the problem I'm having with her. At least this is not the core problem. But let me tell you what she said this week that was annoying. So what she was saying is because I come from um childhood trauma. And there were some things that I did not get as a child. I didn't get I did not get attunement. She didn't use that word, but I did not get responsiveness from my caregivers that I don't have the ability to recognize. (laughs) I don't have the ability to recognize when someone is giving me something, giving me what I'm asking for. Oh my God, that is so insulting. Now I'm asking I'm asking for something. She's given it, and but because I'm wounded. Because I'm wounded, I don't have the ability to recognize that she's giving it to me. That is all kinds of problematic, y'all. Like, oh God, I'd love to just stay right there and slice that shit wide open. But anyway, we're just gonna, cause I want to get back to business and I want to make I want to make my way back out. But so, the fact of the matter is, she doesn't attune. In a way that I needed her to show attunement. Now you can say that's because I'm wounded. And broken. And I don't have the ability to recognize attunement. Fine. Let's just. If you need to say that. Fine. I don't agree with it. But that's not even relevant. For this particular point. The point of the matter is that. I enjoy. (laughs) My attunement to me. Right. I enjoy it. I enjoy the ability to go inward and to problem solve, to think and to learn and to grow. And then I'd like to go out in the world and say, hey, I got this situation. What do you think about it? And I love to hear people's perspectives. Why? Because I'm an Ni dom. I'm a perceiver. I'm going to take that information in. I'm going to process it even when I don't agree with it, like this attunement conversation, right? Even if I don't agree with it, I love to... Take it in, hold it up, turn it around, flip it around, and to consider, hmm, what's there? What kind of like this thing of negotiating and navigating? I may not agree with it in whole, but are there parts? Is there anything in that that I can take with me, right? And even if I don't have, it doesn't have value right now. I used to have guinea pigs when I was a kid. I had three, not at the same time, but I had a total of three, maybe four. Anyway, when they eat and they get full, they don't stop eating. There are these inner pockets that they they take. They keep bringing the food and they take the food and they store it in their inner pockets. So they walk, walk around with their cheeks all extended outwards. <laughs> and later when they get hungry, guess what they do? They go in there in those pockets and they take the food. So I'm saying this and I say this to my students all the time. You might give me something I may not agree with it, or I may not like it, or I may not even understand it, but I'm taking it in because there will be a time where that thing that you said will have value, will have relevance. So anyway, so that's me. So anyway, but I, I, I go out in the world, I take, I ask for help I, and I take whatever people have to give me. And then I go back inward and I process what I need to process for me. That whole experience, I never, I actually have never thought about it in terms of it giving me endorphins, but I want to stick with that, right? It satisfies me and it is, it it satisfies me. It's rewarding. And in the book that I didn't read, um, in the textbook I read from in another chapter, it talks about capacity, capacity and self-worth. Our, our self worth is based on our, our ability to be, to show ourselves as capable, right? And usually we take jobs to reinforce, to give us, to feed us in that area, to, to, to prove that we're capable beings. Cause that's, being capable is what gives us our self worth. That's what this text is saying, at least in part. All right. That fulfills me. Okay. I feel like it's really weird because I feel like I got to make a case for that because she wants me to come to her and do that with her. This is interesting. Now, this is what she said about seven years ago. And over the years, I've grown to trust her. And I'm like, okay, I can bring her into that. Okay, I'll bring her into that. But even though I'm trusting her, she's not able to process with me The way I need to process. All right. That's fine. In my opinion, that's fine. (laughs) Right. She just can't do that. That's why I call her my heart coach because that's something that she can do that I can't do. She can name, she can validate those emotions. She can remind me about those emotions. She can encourage me in my emotions for the most part. Yet. I'm, I read an article this week that talked about the relationship between emotion, in, in having emotions and having and thinking. I want to say feeling, but feeling is something different. But there, there's a relationship between emotions and thoughts, and it's your emotions that direct your attention. In your thinking, oh my god, I wish I could stay here. That is so good. For those of us who are thinkers, and then we'd be like, I'm not a feeler. Okay, but you do have emotions, and those emotions drive how you think. Holy smokes, I would love to stay there. Okay, y'all, I'm trying to get back to the to the business coach. I'm I'm almost done with the hard coach, for now at least. So, I went to her. I've been becoming, I've been becoming more comfortable with going to her in those intense times because she presented something to me like, well, why won't you do that with me? (laughs) Okay. All right. And then I, over, over time, I realized she's not really doing anything more than what I can do for myself. But I hadn't gotten to that place of resolve with that until this very last situation. In July, I contacted her because I was in a very intense space. You guys, I'm not going to open that up. I've already talked. You guys know. You already know what it is, right? Um, And there was just the intersection of work. My person that's dealing with... Uh, cancer, my historical relationship with that person, which is all coming up for me as I'm in close proximity with her, and she's one of the people that I need to talk about. Like that's one. I had a conversation with her about something that's historical that came up, and it's been coming up a lot. But it's not coming up in a healthy way. It's not like these historical events are coming up because we're facing a life or death situation and now we're going to resolve them in a healthy way. They're not. They're coming up in a way to reinforce, to justify the unhealthiness that choices that were made when I was younger. And that's fine. You're going to, that's what I'm going to name this episode. That's fine. (laughs) Somebody challenged me on that one. I'm like, that's fine. And she was like, is it? Because if it was really fine, you wouldn't keep saying it's fine. No, it's <laughs> emotionally it doesn't feel good. I didn't have this comeback to her. But I'm ready for the next person who calls me out on that one. I'm like, that's fine. That's fine. No, emotionally it doesn't feel good. But intellectually, baby, I got this right. Watch. We're going to get through it. <laughs> so anyway. So I uh, did this intersection with this, this, uh, the job. The, um, the, um, with this, my person dealing with this life or death illness, the historical stuff that's rising to the surface. And then my sister, my relationship with my sister and how my sister is coping. How she's trying to navigate it. More than likely, what's coming up for her historically, how it's impacting our relationship. It was just, it was just very, very intense. So I called my heart coach. I said, Hey, you got a minute? Unscheduled time. Can we connect? I'm not even going to, I'm not going to even unpack all of that because there were several things that happened that were problematic for me. But the one thing that was problematic was that the, she just, let me put it this way. She wasn't able to. She was not able to process with me the way I needed. it. She, that's just the bottom line. She wasn't able to match the kind of in- processing I do for myself. She just wasn't able to do it. And not only was she not able to do it, What she did was, what she did was, um, um, she actually added more insult to injury. She added more in, she, 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 um, she did something I thought was just off problematic. I really did. I thought she... I really thought she did something that was deeply problematic. So I'm trying to navigate. So I'm already in this intense space with her. I'm talking about my heart coach. I'm in this intense space with her. I'm in an intense space with myself in a situation. I contact her. She's not able to give me what I need. Then she problematizes it. Problematize. She, She creates a problem rather. And I'm now trying to, I see where this is going real fast. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I try to back up. I try to come out of it because I see that she can help me. And not only can she not help me, she's actually making it worse. And I knew I was not in the presence of mind to coach her through what she was doing wrong. I I wasn't able to coach her in terms of what she was doing wrong. And I wasn't able, and I was not going to be in a position to... Allow her to fumble in this. I wasn't, there are times when I let people fumble because they, they're giving me the best that they have to give me. They're giving me the best that they have. But I was too fragile and too fragile to, to allow that. So I, st- I had to start working my way out of it. I've been in a situation like this before. That's when I put my work, my, 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 my director's hat on, right? And I like, I go into my work mode, like, It's just, it's a disposition that I have. Like, it's a disposition that I do at work because at the end of the day, the kind of jobs that I've had, they don't allow me to have my feelings in the mix. So I'm, take my feelings out and I start navigating it. So that's that's what I had to do with her. And she didn't like that. She, she saw me kind of backing out. Anyway, so ever since then, we've been in this, I don't even know what to call it I don't even know what to call it We've been in this place Where we, we we're we trying to Unpack that And make meaning out of it But we're not making meaning out of it In the same way How she's making meaning out of it Isn't how I'm making meaning out of it And that's fine <laughs> That's fine Except when it comes to power now is it that i should submit to her meaning making is it that i should ignore the meaning making that i have my meaning making apparatus and submit to her meaning making apparatus why because she's trained well then what happens to mom? what what do we do with my training I never say I'm a, I don't, I'm not a psychologist, but I do have a strong psych background, right? But I am an educator. I'm an educator. I'm a director. I'm a social scientist. So your meaning making is driven out of your training, your discipline. But guess what? My meaning making is driven out of my training and my discipline so whose meaning making should prevail if it were me on the other side of the room i would be like i would say actually at the end of the day this is about empowerment as long as if i'm working with somebody and as long as they don't say anything that is gonna harm themselves it is what it is what it is the fact that the the fact that she's really struggling with my meaning making is really, really intriguing. It is, and actually, I'm starting to put some theories to it, but that is, anyway, <laughs> I set that whole story up to tell y'all. <laughs> well, that was one of the things I wanted to tell you about. And there's more to that that I can unpack, but I really want to, the point I'm trying to make is I, for the most part, know how to navigate her. This is where we're at though. So in the me- so as she and as we're having this contest of of what meaning making we're going to put to the situation, we're learning more about each other. She's learning more about me and I'm learning about her. Because we've never had a situation where we've disagreed this long. And to be honest with you, what I'm wondering is if we've actually disagreed more than I was aware, but because of her style of practice she didn't let me know right that's possible but now because there's a contest in terms of what meaning making we're gonna embrace um then that 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 ability if she's been disagreeing with me in the past and she never told me it's now coming to the surface right And that's significant like to me that's 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 big right so it just has made me um it has made me revisit my philosophy of therapy, right? What is it? What what is it? What should it be? And why do you, you know what why do you do it? And um and I'm I I I've forever been an advocate for therapy and I believe I will continue to be but going to therapy or not going to therapy is just the start of the conversation. Really, what happens next is what else you need to consider is like in the selection of a business coach. Do what are your what are your values, right? Like what's the style of the therapist? What's the communication style? What is the met- modality? What excuse me? I thought my dog was choking. <laughs> oh, excuse me. What modality is that therapist using? What are the values that they hold? What are the values that you hold? Right? So, for example, um, I was briefly telling a friend of mine about just a little bit about what's been going on in, in, with my heart coach. And, um, my friend said, is she black? And I said no she's white, she's white, so i already knew I already knew where my my friend was going to take where my friend was going she she was going to say, well, that's part of the problem that maybe she's not going to be able to understand some of what you're dealing with at it, because she doesn't have the the racial lens she doesn't understand the cultural context, and that's that is true." <laughs> That's true, but that's a, okay, but that's a very good example of how I've navigated, hold on, okay, so um, I'm back, I had to, put, had to check on the dog, but, um, so that's a really good example of me navigating, like I negotiated with myself, how much do I need my therapist to bring that cultural lens to the table, that's a, it is a big deal but like I was telling my friend I said in the where I live when I was searching for a therapist most of the black therapists wanted to bring Christianity into the process and that is not what I wanted like most of them wanted to bring Christianity and God into the process I'm not going to belittle that. That's not what I wanted, right? The other thing that I didn't have the language for, but I intuitively knew it is that I'm an intuitive. I need somebody who's going to be able to respond and respect the, in, that I'm a dominant, I'm i I'm, I'm, and I'm an intro, um, introverted intuitive. I'm an NI dom. I need somebody that's going to be able to respect that. And my heart coach absolutely does. For the most part, (laughs) we're just, but she's an N.I. Dom too. So she has a meaning making apparatus and I have a meaning making apparatus. And this is the first time that either we're not in agreement or it's the first time that we're not in agreement and I'm not, and that disagreement is visible. Okay. But I'm going to ask her how, if if she's disagreed with me in the past and just has not said anything to me. But anyway, I've negotiated that. Those are, those are. Important things to me, and when I, I believe that's a hard thing to find. You know, are there other black therapists who are in? I Dimes? I I absolutely believe it, but I, I, let let's not talk about sexism and racism, but the the plethora of black practitioners is not high, right? So it's just, it's already scarcity. There's just not as many, it's many. Uh, there are not as many to choose from. And so the, the chances of me finding a black ther- female therapist that is an N. I. dom is just going to be very slim, very, it's going to be very difficult. Anyway, so I, I negotiated, I navigated, I negotiated with myself what did I need more? And yes, I need somebody that has a cultural understanding, but I need these other things that she has. So I, ne- I negotiated with myself that it's okay. And after the negotiation, I have, for seven years, I've navigated that cultural piece. I've navigated it. There are other things I've navigated, particularly around my training around how. I really believe that the, the therapy session should roll out a, a certain way. She doesn't do it the way I think it should go. I I literally believe it should be different, <laughs> but it, she doesn't function that way. So I've negotiated, right? So there are just a num—I there are a number of things I've negotiated, and I haven't told her everything that I've negotiated. And now some of those things. Are becoming visible to her that I've negotiated. And I don't think she likes it. Because what it's doing now is, is hitting at her capacity. It's, it's taking a, it's taking a ding at her capacity level. I, I'm not trying to hit, hit her, I'm not trying to take a, a jab at her capacity level. I'm not. That that's why I didn't go. I don't go in a room like you can't give me this, this or that, and I'm. I don't say to her. I don't know if that's necessary, right? I navigate it, and now she's finding out some of the things that I've been navigating, and the, and I just don't. I don't like the way she's how she wants to handle that. Like she wants me to teach her, or she wants me to. It it. Oh my God. Because it's just there's a lot here, so she'll say, "Well, you got to learn to be in that. You got to learn to advocate for yourself." So, (laughs) my God, what would it what would it mean to, What is it going to mean for me to advocate for myself? What is it going to mean for me to advocate for something that I know you can't do? Right? I have. There are things I've asked for. She couldn't give it. After after a period of time, I'm like, she can't do it. That's the logic. That's the pragmatic part of me. I've asked you, I've asked you, I've asked you. You consistently haven't done it. So what did that tell me? You can't. You just can't do it. Then she's talked about working through it with her. I don't want to teach you to do some of these things. Some of the things I have. And what I've realized, my ego gets in the way because... I'm. I'm not getting paid to do that. I'm not getting paid for you to learn from me. And number two, I don't even get credit when you learn from me. Right? When I bring my discipline to the table into that room, I don't even get credit when you learn from me, because of the power structure in that relationship, based on that this that industry. That's. This is something I'm really struggling with. This with this, as I'm coming to terms with, thinking deeply about my philosophy of therapy. If you are the knower and I'm not, if you're the expert and I'm not, and that's a problem. That's a problem. Anyway, anyway, (laughs) I'm I'm really coming. I'm coming out of that story now. You're probably, (laughs) if you're still listening to me, I'm sorry. But that's an example of me navigating in a situation and people when they find out you've negotiated you and you're navigating it, they don't. I have found that people don't like it. I've had friends who, you know, one of the things I've done in the, in my, in my, in the last 15 years with friends, I've said, hey, this is what I need from a friendship. This is almost, this is the same thing. So when my therapist is like, well, you're going to have to learn to advocate for yourself and ask for what you want. First of all, that comment is just ill-informed. Where is that coming from? Because I have I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> I'm not good at let me put it this way. I'm not always good at getting what I want, right? So, am I going to lose sleep and lose my mind or lose whatever, my energy, asking somebody to give you asking somebody to give you something that they can't give you? They can't give it. They can't do it. At what point do you just accept it? They can't do it. What at what point do you accept it and move on or move around, right? You walk away or you walk around. What at what point? And um so as I've learned to walk around some like with friends and and they're like um They don't like how I've repositioned them. I'm just thinking about one of my friends. So you were used, I always called it, you were like a movie theater. I say this a lot. I think I've said it in this project. In a movie theater, you had front row seat to my life as a, as my BFF. You were, you had front row, a front row access to me. Well, there's a price that comes with sitting in the front row. There are expectations. Oh, you don't want to. You don't want to meet those expectations. They're too much. Okay, that's simple. That you don't need to sit in the front row anymore. Oh, I get it. You want to stay in the front row. You just want to change my ticket price for the front row. You want to tell me I shouldn't expect that. I shouldn't expect what I'm expecting. That's not self-advocacy. No, no, we're not doing that. So I've already experienced that with friends, and now I'm experiencing that with this um, heart coach. We'll see what ends up happening because I don't think she likes it. I don't think she likes it. And I fooled around as I was trying to get her to understand that there's something she's not going to be able to give me. And I fooled around, and I told her, to read about the Enneagram 8. The unfortunate thing that I think she's—I think she's about to do—is I think she's going to try to be aggressive with me because she's read that the eights are like aggressive, and I think she's going to try to do that. Okay, if that's what you want to do, but there's no way in hell that I'm going to let you be aggressive with me. And I'm—you think there's no way I'm about to bitch down if you think that you've read that that <laughs> I, I suspect that that's going to happen. You're not gonna, t- you won't, you won't top me with aggression. You just won't. You will never top me with aggression. Now, I will, I will remove myself before it gets dangerous, you know what I mean, or before it gets inappropriate or ugly. So it's not like I don't have a need to be aggressively on top. I don't. But I will never, ever, ever be at the bottom of aggression. Ever. So we just we'll we're gonna we'll see what happens there. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. But I, I saw some signs of 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 aggression in her that I'm like, oh this is new. She's never done this before. Is that because of this hiccup we're in? Or is it because she read of the, the, the Enneagram eight and she thinks she's great. Like they say in the South, bless your heart, bless her heart. <laughs> so anyway and and i really do hope i'm wrong because i really like her i like her we've been together for seven years so let's hope we get y'all y'all send up smoke signals or prayers or whatever um that help that we'll get through this but so that's what i've done with my business coach i that's what so far you know there are things that she can't do and so i'm like navigating that like okay you can't do that you can't do that but you can do this oh and it's free okay and I guess I, I I didn't plan on staying in this space this long about navigating and negotiating and na- navigating, but I guess I I do want to. I would like I I I'm a, I'm tempted to end it here and then do another one. But y'all know I only have 25 episodes and I got to be really careful, right? If I do two on the front end of September, oh my gosh. But I might end up doing that. I might end up doing that and then releasing the second one. Oh my God. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. But I, I didn't, I didn't expect to do, sorry, y'all. Um, I didn't expect to stay this long in the negotiating and navigating, but I guess it is a good question. When is that strategy effective and when is it not? Because we can't control what life gives us. You know, and one of the things I think Beyonce did a a a music project. I don't know if they call them albums anymore. It may have been a video project. I'm not sure. But she did a project I think called Lemonade, y'all. I should know this, right? But I don't. And I love Beyonce, but I just don't. Um, I don't follow her current music. I'm not against. It. I just don't follow it. <laughs> if you if you're a beehive person, I think those are her fans, and I'm probably gonna lose you. Yeah, I, I really do love her. I just don't I just don't follow her, her career like that. To know this, I should know it though. But anyway, I think that she did a something about lemonade. Anyway, this whole idea that black women we 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 can make lemonade out of lemons. You throw us lemons, we're gonna make lemonade. That's just what we do to survive. I think I think every human does that to a certain extent. But those of us who are at the margins, the intersectional margins, right? We we have we are without resources and power in a number of areas around race and gender, just to name just to name two of them. When when life throws us lemons, we are in the we are hooking it up and we're taking those lemons and we're making lemonade so that's what I, that is a strategy that is a strategy and uh um you know i'm 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 at a place in this reflection right now as you're listening to me pausing it's because i'm really wondering is there is there is there something for me to learn about pushing this idea that sometimes that strategy is a It's a harmful strategy because it's frankly a strategy that culturally we take pride in. I just told somebody the other day, I said, I know how to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Oh, you can, you only going to give me 15 cents? I only have 15 cents. Watch me make it work. My dad talked about that before he died. He said, I don't need a lot of money. I just need whatever, whatever money I'm going to have. I just need to, it needs to be predictable, and then I can work around it. That's that's a dollar out of fifteen cents. I, when I ran when I ran my school back in the day, and they were like, "We don't know how you're making it. You don't have. I don't, we don't know how you're making it financially. You need to write us a letter every six every six months. I had to write them a letter because they said technically I wasn't supposed." I, I didn't have a budget for it. I didn't have the money to make it. And I always said, yeah. But I I I I grew up in lack. I grew up in poverty. I grew up without resources. So I know how to make it stretch. I heard stories about my grandmother having seven kids and not having enough food to feed seven kids and how she had to go in the covers and get beans and put things together to feed her seven kids when there's not enough money you know how to make it stretch so in this part of the reflection i'm thinking about and i didn't plan on talking about this i wanted to talk about business i wanted to talk about business i'm so frustrated (laughs) but but this is kind of where the reflection has taken me You guys, I'm going to push pause one more time. I want to try to see if I can salvage this reflection and take us back to those, that reading I did at the start, at the front end. If I didn't, if I had not started the reflection with those, that reading about interest, I would end it here because it's just a perfect way to end. But I feel really weird for people who were brought in because of that, me reading that and then they get to the end and like, wait a minute, You, you didn't even do anything with that? I don't want you to feel like that was a bait and switch. So I'm gonna push pause again. I'm trying to I'm gonna to try to salvage this episode, okay? So just give me a second. All right. So let me tell you what my, my um my business coach said to me. I was I spent most of this episode talking about what my heart coach said to me. Let me tell you what my business coach said to me. Um she said, It's been two and a half months. Why don't you have a client yet? Basically, out of two and a half months, I should have been able to secure a client in my business. So, I think it's absurd. <laughs> right? Now you're gonna, see, and I'm, I think that if you're not an INTJ, you're gonna think I'm arrogant. But if you're an INTJ, I think you get, I think you're gonna understand why I'm opinionated. With, and that's why TJs don't deal with a lot of people, because most people aren't thinking as they just are not as. <sighs> I don't. It sounds arrogant, so I'm gonna leave it alone. But anyway, I'm an INTJ, y'all. Okay, so just so if I'm coming across as arrogant, it is what it is. All right, okay. So I think it's absurd <laughs> that. She would, I think it's kind of absurd that she thinks I should have a client in five months. But I also am here for the challenge, right? I'm like, okay, what What can I take out of that? Am I dragging my feet? Why don't I? have? If this lady thinks I should have been able to get a client in two and a half months, why don't I have a client? And this is the business part, and then I'm gonna, and then I'm gonna connect it to interest, and then I am gonna close. My business isn't in the business that I'm going after. It's really self employment is really not the right way to say it. Self employment or being a solo, uh, a sole proprietor, isn't what I'm going after. I'm really trying to build an organization. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to build an organization. It's not just building a business. And maybe I need to tell her that. Maybe I need to make that explicit. It would be, it would be easy for me if I was just trying to build a business and be a sole proprietor and have client, have a client base, but that's actually not what I'm interested in doing. I'm not interested in that. Really, really, to be honest with you, I'm not interested in having a single type of client, number one, to have a business that's based on one service, right? Okay. That's a better way of saying it. I'm not interested in having a business that's based on one service that's number one and number two, I am not interested in if that is true I'm not interested in being the service provider. My talent is in building the organization it really is in building my not just my talent my interest is in archetyping it i'm an as an archetype as I, i'm what's the not archetyping it, I'm sorry, architect architect me let me just come away from that word altogether, <laughs> but in designing it, building it, right, which is partly partially problematic because there's part of designing the that organization that requires me to do stuff that I'm not it that I don't like doing, like filling out forms, I don't want to fill out those forms. You guys, it's amazing how much time it takes me to fill out a form, a simple form. How much time or mental or emotional energy it takes for me to do a simple form. And that's what my business coach said this week. She said, it's just a form. Just do it. I didn't appreciate the attitude, but I, I understand why she said it. She's a sensor. I believe she's an SI. No, I don't believe it. I know for a fact she's an SI user. I believe she's an uh I believe she's an SI dom. If she's not an SI dom, she's an auxiliary SI. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you are here to this project for another reason, other than typology, SI stands for introverted sensing. So I say NI, which stands for introverted intuition. The opposite of that is introverted sensing. Okay. Well, not the opposite of it. Actually opposite of it is extroverted sensing. So let me put it a different way. The other Other introverted perceiving function, other than NI-DOM, is S-I-DOM. It's it's, other than introverted intuition. The other introverted perceiving function is introverted sensing. There are only two, there are two perceiving functions, sensing and intuition. And either they're extroverted or they're introverted. All right. You're going to have to go do your own homework if you want to know more. But as a sensor, as an introverted sensor, doing forms are, that's easy. That's our jam. It's easy. I, I would love to get into the typology of why filling out forms is easy for introverted sensors, but you have to trust me on that. But as an intuitive, filling out forms, it's insufferable. I was just talking to uh, one of my mentors yesterday. She's an ENTJ. And she was like, she said she doesn't really have a hard time with forms and filling them out. She just has a hard time with how forms are structured, like when they don't, they, they ask you to, they ask you for information and then there's more information to give, but the form doesn't allow for it. And that's the whole point when you're an intuitive intuitive and you say, there's so much more here in my brain. And this form is forcing me to be reductive and reduction is not the name of the game for an for an intuitive. I'm in, I'm in, I'm incredibly expensive in my thinking. To have to reduce my thinking to a form is insufferable, but I had to do it. So part of the, what I did for August it was doing forms for insurance, doing I, I started it but I didn't finish it. Forms for doing filling out an LLC, you know. There's just so many forms you have to do, right? So I, all of the energy that I use, I had to, I had to take all of that energy and put it into doing something I hate, which took a lot of, it took more energy because the energy that I use to, the energy that I use to do things I like is regenerative, 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 generative. I'm sorry, I, I can't say that word. It regenerates, <laughs> generative. I'm going to go look that word up and I'm going to come back in another time and say it the right way. Hopefully, you know what I'm trying to say. But it regenerates itself because I'm using energy into something I like. And because I like it, it gives me more energy, right? But now I'm using energy doing something I don't like. It's not giving me more energy. It's sucking the life out of me. (laughs) So anyway, she was like, I don't understand why. Just do it. So the things that I... I designated the month of August as the month of structures to build some foundational pieces that, and I knew they were things I didn't, I don't, I didn't enjoy doing them, but I had to do them, but I gave myself permission. It slowed me down, but I had to do it. And so where I had negotiated that with myself and I was okay with it, it wasn't, it was a negotiation that it didn't sit well with my business coach. Now I'm actually okay with that part, and I'm actually okay with her pushing me. I'm not okay with her being dismissive, though. That I'm not okay with. And as I was talking to my mentor yesterday, my mentor was like, "It doesn't work. Coaching doesn't work that way." I'm like, "I know, I know it doesn't." But this is what I'm saying: these people, people, they do things, and they, and they're training. <laughs> And then you are, you're dealing with a person. I'm not just an educator. I'm, I'm really, I'm highly, I'm a highly trained educator. So being, doing things in a developmental way is kind of like my jam, right? Doing things that are developmental, doing things that are effective. And you're like, well, if you're really were effective, you would be doing a better job in this podcast. I know, but I'm already, I already know what the problem, you know, I understand I'm not prioritizing the podcast in this way and I'm okay with that, Right. But I would never force you to listen to me in, in this podcast and, and and you say, hey, this this style, the way you're doing this podcast, it doesn't work for me. I would never say you're wrong. I would be like, oh, okay, I get it. You probably should go find a podcast that stylistically suits you. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be rude. But for me to be like, no, something is wrong with you because you don't like the way I'm doing the podcast that's not how it works that's kind of what my heart coach wants to do to me now right because uh, because i'm not digging with how she's stylistically moving about now she's going to try to problematize me she's going to go into that little toolbox of all of the little diagnoses and all of the pathologies and now she's going to go in that toolbox and she's going to give me a pathology because i don't really like the way stylistic how she's moving about but well, we're not going to well, i'm not, we're not going to go back there so my, my, my business coach, it feels that in two and a half months, I should have a client. And I believe, I believe that if I was a single service practitioner or single service sole proprietor, that that I, I would take that feedback, but I'm not trying to do that. I am trying to offer four services by way of a single organization. And the complexity of that is big and it's something that I've had to learn. It's something I've been working on for, for uh, technically 20 years, technically. And there have been different iterations of it. And there has been. So, for example, one of the services is schooling, right? That in and of itself is big. So I was, talk, I was talking to my, my mentor yesterday. I said, I don't want to go and do another school right now, even though that's one of the things that I want my organization to be able to do. I said, because the last time I started off my business as a school and my mentor finished this statement, she said, once you get that school open, then that's all you're going to be able to do. It's going to take everything from you. That is correct. So what I'm trying to do is build these other three services, get them up and going in service of the school so that when the school is going, I can invest all my energy in the school and having those other three services self-operating so but i all i i will say this and you guys i haven't talked to you about this i haven't i haven't told you uh i haven't told you about it because um and this is this is really where i'm gonna this is where i'm gonna close i'm gary i am really closing i haven't talked about it for a couple of reasons one is that it's big. If you followed this project for three years, you've heard me say, I got a, I'm masterminding something big. It's big. It's big, y'all. It's so big that I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable if I fail. Let me, let me put it differently. It's so big that it's failable. I'm just playing with words today, y'all, or messing them up. It's failable. It is something that I could actually fail in doing. And that's what makes it delicious. That's what makes it exciting. And that is what makes it worth my time. Because it is something that is complex. It's As an INTJ, that's super exciting for me to go after something. And truth be told, I actually think I could pull it off. I actually think I can do it, but it's going to require a serious learning curve for me. Serious. But that's, as an INTJ, as an NI-DOM, I love learning. But, and it's going, so that's number one, why I don't talk about it, because it's so big and it's so big. It's almost like, it's almost um, fantastical. Somebody, it's almost like saying, yeah, I'm going to be the president. I'm going to be the president of the United States. And somebody looking at me like, yeah, okay. Right. But when I, when I, when I started my school, that's how people treated me then. That's how when I started school, they were like, okay. (laughs) Okay. And I had a mentor who told me for every person who doubts you, every time somebody doubts you, you put it in the calendar, you write it down so that when you get it, you can go back and flip through that calendar and say, "Remember, you doubted me. You doubted me. You doubted me." And so that's kind of how that's what drives me. That it's yes, it's big. It's uh, it's really big. But so that's one thing. The other thing is that I'm actually not just going after a big business. I'm actually going after a lifestyle shift. I'm trying to change a lifestyle, which is very complicated. And it so it slows it slows the project down because I'm not just investing in a business or an organization, I'm also investing in me, and it is uh, and it's something that uh, I have lived. Um, my adult life has been uh, heavily influenced because I'm an educator, and education is an uh, industry that is very structured. Around some like, for the most part, you're in schooling is ten months out of the year. You're off two months, right? There's a schedule. It's, it's the, the, your work day starts at, let's say it starts at eight. It ends at three. Um, let's say that the you have bells. You go from class to class. You go there are hallways. P- kids move in a hallway a certain way. They they sit in the lunchroom a certain way. You set up your classroom a certain way. You set the school a certain way. There are these structures, these staples that are pretty routine. And so my life has been very, very routine. One thing about the routine life for me, and I'm more attracted to routine life than I'm not because I am a J. I'm an INTJ. Um, excuse me. Um, It 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 bumps up against my need for freedom. So I often say I want both freedom and autonomy, and sometimes I struggle with that because I'm like, freedom and autonomy isn't that saying the same thing? But the way it's different for me is, I, in doing my work, I want to have the free I want to have the freedom to do my work the way I see fit, but it doesn't mean a freedom of my body. The autonomy doesn't mean I necessarily have to have freedom of the body. It means I have to have freedom in terms of how I do the work. But freedom for me means freedom of my body, when I'm going to work, how how, how I'm going to engage my body when I do the work, where I'm going to. So it deals with location. It deals with timing. It deals with scheduling, right? Um, and the ed- education industry doesn't give you a lot of freedom free you, with your body it just doesn't even in a stupid meeting they want you to sit in a certain space I hate it I hate it but that's my industry right and I want a lifestyle like kind of like as I'm in the second half of life I want more freedom I want more freedom with my body than my industry allows so I had that freedom of my body when I had my own school let me give you an example I had it set up where I worked from home even even when I took over my second school I set it up where I didn't walk in the building I, I had uh, I had a principal there legally someone was there to start that day it didn't have to be me because I wasn't really the principal you know what I mean I was the executive director as the executive director, I had a principal to start the day with the kids. I have I hold a principal's license. I, I'm trained as a principal, but I was the executive director and not the principal. So that gives me, that position gives me freedom to do the work. Whether I'm going to do it at home, I'm going to do it at a coffee shop. The work of the executive director isn't about being in the building. Because frank truth truth of the matter, I need to be out networking. And going to meetings outside of the building. So it took me a long time to learn that. So that's the other thing that is difficult as I'm trying to get the business off the ground. Because there's a part of it that's going to require me to go in the business and provide a service to grow the business to get or not. It's just trying to figure out how to grow it, really. So this is the last piece. And this is, this. I promise you, I'm closing here. I promise this is the last piece of it. So I said one reason why I don't talk about it. One reason why I don't talk about it. I think it's a slow process of building an organization. It's, it's big. It's kind of fantastical. Number one. Number two. I haven't. Um, I'm still. I'm. I haven't fully worked out how to do the business and maintain freedom of my body. Like I'm. That's something I'm still. I'm still trying to figure out how to do that I have it I have a sense of it like I said but until I get to that destination there's there's going to be some trade-offs I'm going to have to negotiate I'm gonna have to give up some of that freedom so I'm just trying to figure out what freedom am I am I going to give up in exchange for the business and I haven't fully worked that out yet so that's two and then the third thing is um funding it Um staffing it. Okay, let's say it differently. Staffing it. Right? So having a staff to provide the service. Well, in order to have a staff, you gotta have funding. You gotta have money. So what comes first? The chicken or the egg, right? Theoretically, So this is where you go and get a business loan from a bank. Because a business loan says I need upfront capital. (laughs) So the service is going to bring in the money, right? But until it does, I've got to have staff to provide the service. And then the service is going to bring in the money and then pay it back. Well, I haven't functioned. uh, I didn't have to take out a business loan with my first business for my first first school, first business. And I've been trying to do without it this time around. I really don't want to. Like, I want to be, I think I'm that damn smart to figure out how to do it. But am I? <laughs> so re- about two weeks ago, I was like, you might have to really rethink this loan business. But even if I do, if I get the business loan, um, I gotta come to the table with c- capital for that. And unfortunately, and this is where the conversation of, uh, income and wealth comes in. Uh, I, uh, uh, primarily African Americans don't have wealth. We have income. This wealth is passed down and our money comes from our labor, from our bodies, right? It's just a new slavery, if you ask me. Um, but it is like new indentured servants, except we never got it. you never, well, oh God, that's a, we won't touch that. But anyways, let's just say the new, cause I wanted to, juxtapose slavery and indent indention, indention, see indentured, indentured servitude <laughs> struggling today i wanted to juxtapose those two together but that's a whole separate episode um but anyway so um i'm going to have to work i'm going to have to have a job to get the, get along and i'm fine with that i'm fine with that and then um uh, but then when i get the job you guys know what happens, right? The job consumes me. Because I want to do a good job in the job, and then I don't have a lot of energy left over for the business. So that's something I've been wanting to tell you all for a while that that's the that's the the carousel that I've been on. So when you hear me talking about the business and then you hear me struggling with a job, I don't really need another job for leadership. I really don't. Because it's it's not it's not just having any job. I the last few years I've been doing leadership because I I it's hard for me to not be in a leadership role. Right, it, it's hard for me not to be in a leadership role. But once I get in a leadership role, it takes over. So I kind of have a situation where I've I've uh, I've worked out um, a job where I'm going to be starting in a few weeks. That it's not leadership. It's going to be paying my basic bills, but it won't be enough for me to, it's not going to be enough for me to, uh, it won't be enough for me to hire um, a staff. But I got a strategy for that. I've got a strategy. I'm not going to bore you all with the details, but just pay attention. Just stay tuned. Um, so let me, so I'm, let me close here. There's a strategy for it. But that's what I have to tell this business coach when she's, excuse me, I'm stretching. Hold on. I'm walking. I'm going to walk now. That's the, that's what I'm, I have to explain to her about the process, the, the complexity of the process. And what I need from her is, first of all, I need her to understand what it is I'm, I'm building. So telling me to go after a client, she tells me fundamentally she doesn't understand what I'm, the business I'm doing. So I'm going to clean that up, number one. And Number two is if she sees that I can be moving faster, help me figure out why I'm not moving fast. Just telling me to go fast isn't the solution. It's not, right? That doesn't make any sense. Help me to figure, help me get inside of that thing, coach. Get inside of it. And help figure it out. Um. But the text about the interest, I, I, I'm st- whatever, we're just going to close here. This will just be a messy reflection. You either have personal, personal interest or situational interest. I have a personal interest to build this business, to build this organization. I do not have an interest to fill out forms. I have to fill them out, though. I do not have an interest to provide a service in it. I will if this, if providing the service gives, if, if it's to my advantage to go inside of the organization and select one service area so that it gives me the money and the flexibility to hire my team, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would, that's a trade off though. It's not my personal interest. It will become a situational interest. But it's situational, that means it is not withstanding. It is not longstanding. And I have to be willing and to to embrace that more than likely it won't be regenerate regenerative. Generative generating. Generative. Damn it. It won't regenerate it energy, because it's not, it's not fun. It's something I I will do, but it is not a real personal interest. It is a situational interest because it is a situational task that has to get done and that it, and that then competes against the personal interest. And I'll say this, then when I go and get a job to, to, to take care of those things, right, to take care of me, to do the thing, My job is based on my personal interest. There it is. That's it. My job then, right? I get hired as an educator that intersects with social science. I'm interested in that. Then it takes all of my my interest, my energy. Because the business part is not interesting to me. I'm not a business. I'm a business woman. But not because I'm interested in business. I'm a businesswoman because of the work I want to do with education and social science. That's why I do it. So that, do you understand? That's, that's, the, that's what I read. There is distinguished between two general types of interests. Some interests reside within the individual. People tend to have a personal preference regarding the topics that they pursue. I am interested in education and social science. I'm not interested in business. Okay. In contrast to personal interest, situational interest is evoked by something in the environment. Something that is perhaps new, unusual, or surprising. Well, it's not surprising, but in order to do the work that I'm interested in, I've got to have a container. I've got to build the container to do the work. I'm not interested in building that container, but it has to get done all the same. Because... And I have to be very, very careful that when I go and get a job, to t- right? I'm going to qualify for a business loan to, to pay for my large bundles of toilet paper. You guys got to go listen to the other episodes to know what that means. I have to be careful that that job does not hijack me because it's my personal interest, right? Cause it's really connected to my personal interest where the business on the front end isn't cause I got to get it off the ground. So I don't know if you've hung in through this reflection. I feel like there was a lot here, right? Talking about navigating and negotiating, right? And it's really this whole duality with this interest is still about negotiating and navigating. It's still negotiating with myself. No, I don't enjoy doing the business. I don't enjoy doing certain parts of the business. Let me clean that up, right? Some of it I love doing, like negotiating, con- negotiating, problem solving, pro developing programs, writing. You know what I mean? Directing and training. Like I love those things. <laughs> but the, the the here's the business administration part. I don't like it. So I negotiate with myself. You got to get it done. You just have to do it in order to get to where you want to be. You just have to roll up your sleeves and just do it. And that's what my business coach said. And I'm in agreement. I am just doing it. What she needs to understand is that it takes energy from me to do it, though. And so she's not going to see me moving about as fast as is it for somebody else who gets energy from doing that part of the work. My former boss was an SI, uh auxiliary person. She's an, so she loved forms. She loved getting doing that. It, it energized her. She talked about when, when when the work got difficult in terms of the stuff I love to do, then she would go and do forms and papers and and that kind of that gave her energy. It doesn't give me energy. It takes energy from me. So I'm I'm in agreement with my business coach. I just have to do it. But I need her to understand what doing it is. And doing it means multiple things, first of all. And then the different forms of energy that is required and the time that's going to be required is going to be a little different. And I need to make this sure that she can either support it. Because if not, I am not going to negotiate and be okay with her. Not I can't be anybody, I can't be anything other than what I am in that. So, so you guys, this is the first time you've heard me talking about business because mostly you've heard me, frust- you know, struggling with the job. I am going to go get another job. It is not in leadership. I do have an interview for a leadership position on Wednesday. Don't even ask me why I'm going to go. The money's enticing, but the reality is the, the, the job that, um, the job that um is pending it's it it for now it really feels like a good marriage that's going to allow me to do the business but we'll see whatever i do whether it's this whether it's leadership or not um we will be operational in a year that is the goal that is the plan to be operational in some form i will have a client <laughs> In some form of fashion, within a year, it just won't be within the first two and a half months. So, hey, you guys, if this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart. If my moving about and talking about navigating, negotiating, and navigating different forms of interest, whether it's talking about um, therapy and what philosophy of therapy and um, self advocacy and knowing yourself, knowing your energy levels. Um, knowing the difference between personal interest and situational interest, if any of that is related to a conversation you've had in the world, please take this link and share it with those participants. If my moving about has caused some randomness in you, I'd love to hear it. You can find me on my website at yournidom.wordpress.com, Twitter, yournidom1, Facebook, and YouTube, yournidom. Um, I do have a few YouTube videos that I'm going to upload and, um, that, like I said, that newsletter is coming. It's coming. Uh, my goal is to get it to you by the fifth. And, um, Hey, you guys, um, let say that if you had some random randomness, I'd love to hear. Okay. I think I said that. Let me give you your assignment. <laughs> okay. I was going to ask you, when do you negotiate and navigate? And then I was like, well, tell me, well, think about your lemonade story. And then I realized that I'm using the negotiating and navigating as a, as a way of, as a way of making lemonade out of lemons. Really? That's the way I make lemonade out of lemons by negotiating and navigating. So how do you make lemonade out of Maybe you don't negotiate and navigate. Maybe you make lemonade out of lemons in a different way. What do you do? So I guess it's a two part question. When life gives you lemons, how do you turn it into lemonade? Cause you have to deal with it. It's so not, you say, I'm going to bypass the lemons altogether. Let's just say you can't. You have that. You got to confront those lemons. How do you make lemonade? You might say, I like the lemons, right? I don't need lemonade, right? So whatever, whatever you want to do with that metaphor, I don't really care. <laughs> the other piece is think of the second question is think about when you negotiate because you're not getting something that you fully want. So you negotiate with yourself to be okay with what you do get. And then how do you navigate around what you, how do you navigate around what's missing? How do you do it? So you guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Um, Until I come back, be well. Bye.